0: Hi, this is Andre from the JJC Podcast, Jacksonville Jaguars Country Podcast. Um, Today, this is episode 15. We will talk about the Jaguars versus the Green Bay Packers. Also, we'll talk about some other things, such as the draft, of course, our draft position. But let's get into it. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars lost today. By four, twenty-four to twenty. If you've watched this game, if you haven't watched this game, you may want to watch rewatch this game. Even though it was a loss, this was a very competitive loss. Um, this team has lost eight straight games, so you got to find something in these eight straight games. They gave up six straight games. They gave up to their opponent 30 points or more. Six straight games. It looks like they may have turned a corner from this bye week. You know, Doug Marone, when he was in his bye week, he was talking about making some changes and being a little bit optimistic about the second half of the season. And I must say, I somewhat see the improvements in the second half of the season. Now, Gardner Minshew hasn't been there. So we'll see once Gardner comes back. But I can't, I got to be honest, I think the defense has somewhat gotten better. Um, Todd Wash is being a little more aggressive, which I thought he should have been earlier in the season. But it looks like they are being a little more aggressive. In this game... I was happy to see the great start that the defense started off with. The defense, of course, the defense, got a stop on the first drive against Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't understand how they can do that on Aaron Rodgers, but they couldn't do it all season. But take it or leave it, the defense, this was the best effort the defense has done the entire season. And you can see it. You can see the progress they got five they got them to punt 5 times they got an offense like green bay to punt 5 times you'll take it um i think this game if green bay plays a better team they lose this game if i'm a green bay packer pan, green bay packers fan i'm somewhat disappointed um the jaguars really aren't that good they really aren't that good and they should have They should have handily soundly won this game. But they didn't. They barely got away with it, which if it was a better team, they would have lost this game. But Jaguars did good defensively. They got two turnovers. They got the CJ Henderson the CJ Henderson strip. That set up a touchdown. And then the Sidney Jones interception in their and in, in you know Aaron Rodgers in the red zone through, what well, they were driving, through an interception, to Sidney Jones. So they got two turnovers. They constantly put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They got one sack, but he did move around a little bit. They were very aggressive. With the Green Bay Packers. That was the good. Now let's get to some of the parts where I think they need to improve in. Explosive plays, they did con- they did contain them. But Sidney Jones got blew right on by for a touchdown by Marquez Van De- Valde- Valdez-Scantlin. For a touchdown for like 70-something yards, 78 yards. That can't happen. That can't happen. Outside of that, that can't happen. Sidney Jones recovered throughout the game. With the interception, he had tackles. He had nine tackles. Two pass deflections. He did a very good job this game. Um, I will say the defense overall was pretty good. If Minshew was playing this game, they win this game. Special teams, the best it's been all season. We got an impact on special teams this Sunday. We had one. Um, Keelan Cole scored on a special teams touchdown, the longest in history. Um, I believe it was 91 yards. Yep, 91 yards. That was good to see. Um, Logan Cook was fantastic today with punting the football. Um, he punted it six times, but he had four of them inside the 20, which which really did a good job against Green Bay and slowing them down because they were always starting – Inside their own twenty, and we kept them contained enough where we could have won this game. They was they it, it they were contained enough, and it had a good job to do with the punting early on. Um, given Aaron Rodgers, he has to drive down the field. We did a good job with that. I will I will say the special teams did an amazing job. And this brings me to the offense. The offense, if it's better today, we have two wins. And that might have caused a lot of Jaguars to be mad, a lot of Jaguar fans to be mad, because everybody knows it's the tankathon. Everybody wants us to lose. Jaguar. A lot of Jaguar fans wants us to lose. They want to lose because they want a quarterback. They're tired of this. Let's give it a six round pick chance, and we see him play for two top play two games, throw for three hundred yards, and now we're talking. We're we're buying his jersey only for his jersey to be worthless because we trade him a season later. Um. Jake Luton <laughs> He's a backup. Um let's just call it like we see it. He's a backup. He's done nothing to take Gardner Minshew's job. Today he was 18 of 35. He was 18 of 35 for 169 yards. He was okay. He wasn't really that good. For what he had, he really wasn't that good. Everything was short. They did try to control the clock with James Robinson. James Robinson had another fantastic day today. 23 carries for 109 yards. Should have had two touchdowns. And that hurts because... The difference between good and great teams is mistakes. And capitalizing on the mistakes is what good teams do. James Robinson had two touchdowns, and they were very similar. One was to the right side, one was to the left side. He got a stiff arm off. And he just rolled on and dived his way on in. He rolled his way on in. He got into the score. It was very similar how both touchdowns were scored. But when he turned around and the ref threw the flag, he already knew that it was holding. One hold did not stop us because Luton responded and threw a touchdown to Keelin Cole. The second touchdown that was negated Kind of cost us the game because we were able to settle for a field goal, and when we settled for the field goal, Green Bay scored, giving them the four point lead if it's twenty four twenty four that last drive is a little bit different than the last drive that we had they're they're different sometimes it's just that. It's one mistake that will cost us the game. And that that was the type of mistake. Like a a holding penalty. The holding penalty cost us the game in a sense. Because that's a touchdown. But instead, you're going back 10 yards. Those type of plays... Have been costing us all season. So when we look up and say, oh, we're one and eight, or this team looks at it at one and eight, a lot of these guys can go to simple mistakes. Looting through an interception. The interception, honestly, it wasn't even his fault. Tyler Eifert slipped. If he wasn't, if he didn't slip on the turf, He catches that pass for a first down, but he slipped, and it was picked off. Now, I can say that that's that's not his fault, but coaches aren't going to say that. Tyler Eifert isn't going to say that. Third down, and Andrew Wingard slips and falls, allowing Robin Turbin to catch the first down. I'll say, man, you know, things like that happen. You slip, you fall. In the coach's room, they're going to look at that. That's a mistake that shouldn't have happened, right? That's a mistake that can cost us a game. The team has seven penalties. The penalties, such as the one I discussed earlier with the hold are the type of penalties that can cost us a game. I want to go to that that Josh Allen got a sack. He he got a sack on um Aaron Rodgers, but they called a penalty on it. In the early 2000s that is a that's a sack. What like I understand player safety but some of these calls are ridiculous. I don't it like it's one of the things he he tackled him at the bottom and he held him. How is that a flat? I'm not calling that. That that those type of penalties to me are like are they playing football or are they not? Because those type of things. Those type of things cost in the game. It, it it does in the game. I truly believe that Josh Allen sacked him. And and it was and it was a it was a BS call to me. Like I know he's Aaron Rodgers, but it it didn't look like he got hurt. He tumbled on down and his knee hit the ground and he got sacked. But guess what? This is a quarterback's league for certain quarterbacks. So they threw the flag. Speaking of special teams, I need to go back to special teams because we do have a new kicker, Chase McGloin. I must say, you did a very good job today. You're our kicker for the season. We don't need you to get COVID. Please don't get COVID. Please don't leave. Josh Lambeau is out for the season. We've been, we've been throwing kickers out there all season, and all of them were very similar. miss field goals, miss field goals, and miss field goals. Chase McLean didn't miss any field goals today. Two for two, two for two extra point. You're staying here. We love you. For right now until Josh Lambeau gets back. (laughs) Yeah, we love you until Josh Lambeau gets back. When he gets back, you're going to audition somewhere for a new job. But, yeah. Now, (laughs) another play that I thought was funny. I know everybody saw this play. Miles Jack flopping. (laughs) He might need to take an acting class, cause that was terrible. That was terrible. I don't know what he was thinking on that one. At all, but it was hilarious. <laughs> you know, he tackles the guy, and then he he he. Someone stands up, then he jumps back. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Cut it out. Cut it out. I like I like the effort in the flop, but it was a terrible flop. The referee the referee thought about it for a second and was like, oh hell no. Oh hell no. That's not working. Overall, the jaguars improved. I know it's sad to say for a team that lost eight straight games, but they have improved. Um, if you're a Jaguars fan, you're somewhat optimistic about this game. First of all, I know it's a number of Jag fans that wants them to win every game, that thinks they're going to go 8-8, eight and eight. but let's get to reality. They're not going 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> Let's be honest. They got Pittsburgh next week. They're 1-9. You know what? Yeah, they're 1 and 9. Let's let's they have a hard schedule. There's no you're not winning 7 straight games. This is reality speaking. Reality is this is one of the youngest teams in the NFL. They're learning. For what they did today against the offense like Green Bay, I I'll take it. Best defense if overall of this game this is the best defensive effort we've seen all season. Offensively, they did not match the defense. And we just want one complete football game. That's all we ask for. If they can if they can do that, it's always one or the other. It's never the whole thing. We have yet to play a complete football game. A complete one it's always been one side or the other or both sides being bad it's it's never been a whole game in this game everything except the offense came through in this game I know that I know that Jake Luton is a rookie I know he's a six round pick rookie I thought the offensive line was pretty good into the last drive. They gave up two sacks that basically ended the game for us. But pretty much throughout the game, their protection was pretty on point. But also Jake Luton was getting the ball out of his hands very quickly. But although he was getting his getting the ball out very quickly, his ball placement he needs to work on that a little bit better. And I know he's young. I know this is his second game, so it's time to improve, but Minshew should be coming back in the near future. I think I've seen enough of this Jake Luton. I kind of don't want to see him again. I kind of want to see Minshew. Minshew's better. Um, Jake Luton. He could have been saved a little bit. By a couple passes, I think he wished he could get back. Um, his receivers dropped a couple passes that I think they probably should have caught. There was a play where Keelan Cole, he catches the pass. It would have been a first down. He had it right in his hands. Perfect ball placement by Jake Luton. It just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't there. Um, another play I thought Chark had that got beat. It was, I think it was early in the first or second. But Jake Luton threw a pass to, to Chark, to DJ Chark, and he had it. Chark had him beat. The wind man had an issue with that, but I would like for Chark to be a little more aggressive when going up for the ball. Sometimes I just feel like he's going up and he thinks the ball is just going to go right in his hands. And the defender just says, not, nah, no. I would like to see sometimes him be a little more aggressive when grabbing the ball. Um, very similar. I, I watched the Arizona, after the Jags game, I watched the Arizona Buffalo game. And Kyler Murray just said, set, go, and threw it up in the air. And DeAndre Hopkins jumped up over three people and grabbed it for a touchdown and yanked it down. I like to see some of that type of aggressiveness from DJ Chark. Like, let the defender be scared. Like, when you going up, grab that ball. Take it. Take it from him. I like to see that a little bit more. Um, I like CJ Henderson today. For what Devontae Adams has done the past three or four games, CJ Henderson did a good job. If you're telling me my rookie corner is playing one of the best receivers in the league, it's going to hold him for eight catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown, I'll take it. After especially what Devontae Adams has been doing the past three or four games, I'll take it in a heartbeat. He did good with that. Um, Now that we're 1-8, I must say we're pretty good for a one in eighteen. Pretty good. And that's that's <laughs> that's the weirdest thing to say. And there's no moral in losing, there's no victory in losing, but as a fan, I can look at it objectively as there is. As a fan, you sit down, you watch, you drink a beer, maybe, you got your pregame rituals, you got your gear on. You got whatever the Jaguars gear on, you're getting ready for the game, and guess what? They lose. They lose, and they lose. You want to see a team fight? They're fighting. Get better, improve, they're doing that. That's all you can see. That's all you can wish for and hope for, because this team, realistically, is not a winning team right now. It's a process. Um. If they continue to lose, we already know the GM's gone, the head coach is gone. We know those things. They're gone. Right now, we currently have the number two pick thanks to the Jets not doing their job and beating the Patriots on Monday night, last Monday night football, which, oh, let me get to that. Uh, How on earth did the Jets lose that game? It was like Flacco was really good, and then he just turned to shit. Late, early, late third, early fourth quarter. I, I was amazed. I've never seen it. I, I, I personally wondered: Did the Jets coaching staff just be like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm playing, I'm playing. We about to win. What are you doing?" And they just, and he just stopped. I don't know. He just stopped. It was like John- it was like Joe Flacco was on his playoff run, and then it went from that to the past two years, Joe Flacco, just around playing like shit, <laughs> but right now, let's look at our draft. We're number two, the Jets are number one, of course, um, the Giants won, so they fall. The Chargers lost, they stay in 5th. We're 1 and 8. So we control our destiny here. But Dallas got is 3, Washington's 4. Chargers is 5. My Miami aka Houston is 6. The odds of keeping the second pick still is good. Even though I think the Jets have another winnable game, and that is the New England Patriots, I think they're going to beat them one time. I don't see Jacksonville winning another game. With that being said, I just want to see improvement. I think we all want to see just improvement. I think that we saw that this game. We saw that most definitely. Um, We have the number two pick. We're going to get a quarterback, and we're really hopeful about this because when the coach is gone and the GM is gone, we're sitting on roughly estimated, I'm not sure, of $100 million, multiple draft picks. We'll, if, if the draft order stays where it stays, we would have the second pick in the draft in the first round, and right now it's the twenty fifth from the Rams. The Rams right now are like in the twenty fifth and they're in the late they're in the mid late twenties. If that stays which is very possible, we're getting a quarterback and probably another defensive player and for the new coach and GM we have a lot of we have a lot of assets and I and if you look at this team think about this for one and eight I think we I think we have a line we have somewhat of an offensive line if they re-sign Cam Robinson who is having a great season this season It's really having a good season We have an offensive line that maybe needs to replace a guard. I think A.J. King should be replaced. They may try with Norwell. Maybe. Offensive line is not bad. You have James Robinson at running back. How can you look at the Jaguars receivers and not think? They have a pretty good bunch. It's not not tops in the league, but they have a pretty good bunch. DJ Chark is a pro bowler. Keelan Cole is a nice option. Laviska is a nice option. You probably need to get a tight end. You probably would need to get a tight end if whoever new comes in for the GM and head coach. You'll probably have your second pick be a quarterback. You'll probably trade Gardner Minshew. I. Truly would like to see him stay. But I think if he heals up and he has a somewhat successful season this season and our records one and fifteen, two and fourteen, he will not be here. Um he will be going somewhere else, probably traded for draft capital. And I think a team like the Denver Broncos would like him. I don't I don't think they're sold on Drew Locke. They would try to get someone. Someone like a Denver Broncos. Who's another team that's like, uh, hey, maybe the New England Patriots. New England Patriots. Some team like that. Would we'll probably probably try to trade for them. Your receiving core is not bad. Your defense, you need some work on the defensive line, of course. But you got linebackers. That's pretty much it's a nice solid group of linebackers. That's not a bad thing to have. A solid group of linebackers. You have one corner in CJ Henderson that's solid. He's shown that he can be somewhat solid so far. You'll probably have to get a corner opposite of him. And you'll probably need some safeties. That can be done in about two off seasons or so depending on depending on what the philosophy of the the new GM and head coach I think it's a very attractive place I think a lot of head coaches will be looking at this place as a priority it may not be Houston per se Because I think Houston will probably be the most attractive because they have a franchise quarterback. And that kind of ups things. You have the quarterback. You just need everything else. But um, why couldn't we get a top head coach? And I listened to Colin Cowherd the other day. And he talked about Bill Belichick and why wouldn't he take another job because of the situation in New England. And he brought up Jacksonville. And I thought about it. And I thought about, like, why wouldn't Bill Belichick want a job like this? If you gave Bill Belichick control and he has to draft the quarterback and build this team the way in his likeness, I I think he would do a good job. I think he would do a good job. Because with the second pick, he's taking a quarterback. That's He wouldn't be that foolish. And then he would just build the, build the other pieces. I mean, he, he did it in New England. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, it's Tom Brady. But for us to really figure out who was more important, it takes more than one year. So... Why wouldn't a Bill Belichick take a look at this position? If you look among positions for next season, it's near the top. I think Houston may be the only more attractive position, to be honest. Dallas not firing their their coach. If you look at other coaches, maybe and maybe above the Jaguars' job, Would probably be the Chargers. I can see that. But the Chargers have been notorious for not hiring the best coach. They don't hire the best. They hire. They don't hire the best. They hire. They don't hire the best, in other words. And they have a a somewhat franchise quarterback. Well, they have a young quarterback. We don't know if he's franchised yet. We don't know that yet, but we do know they have a good quarterback working with something. Um, Denver could be another spot. Minnesota may be another spot that they may fire someone. The New York Jets is another spot. Who else could be fired? I think that's it. If it's a surprise, a surprise one could be the Philadelphia Eagles. They could, if they do not make the playoffs this year and Carson Wentz continues to struggle, I could see the Eagles coach being let go. Or at least bringing in a coordinator, but let go. I can see that. I would say Detroit, but I still think they believe it's something there. But yeah. Yeah. I think the Jacksonville Jaguar spot is very lucrative for whoever decides to coach and GM here. It's very lucrative. You just got to get the talent. And, I, and I, I, I believe that they are really close. Two more years i it's a project this is a project, guys. I truly believe they got they they knew this season this season is more so to see who can play that's all it is for the most part is who can play, and we're finding out who can play because next year this roster will look completely different completely um. That's that's pretty much it. Um when you get a chance check out the website at jacksonville on social media hashtag Jagscountry and um I will see you guys next week Um on the Pittsburgh Hopefully they improve some more, and we may get a victory. Never know. We almost won this week. See you next week. Bye.